Check your supply chain. Are you sure truck transport is your only option? Think again and find out what green shipping lines are doing to help with the driver shortages in episode 62 with Pat Roche. This is Two Babes Talk Supply Chain, where we interview the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about the best practices, changes in the industry, and hot topics in supply chain. We answer all your questions and put the sexy into your supply chain. We are your hosts, Sarah and Nick. Welcome back to all our Two Babes listeners. We hope you are having an amazing week wherever you are in the world. Think of it this way, one more week towards summer. A big shout out to our listener Priyanka Pandey reached out to us to share how much she loves the show and gave us some amazing topics to feature, so stay tuned. Today we are exposing the truths and myths about international documents with Dan Demers of International Documents Canada. Dan is the co-founder of International Documents Canada and has served as Chief of Staff to two federal ministers, Director of National Public Issues for the Canadian Cancer Society, and as a Senior Director at the National Research Council and Standards Council. He brings over 20 years of experience working in industry, governments, and non-governmental organizations with a highly successful track record of managing complex issues, developing lasting partnerships, and shaping the legislative, regulatory, and policy decisions of government. Welcome to the show, Dan. We're excited to have you on the show today. Great. Thanks, Sarah. Happy to be here. All right. Let's get right to it. So who and what is International Documents Canada? So we're a company based in Ottawa, and what we do is we help clients uh, that need to have their documents recognized in a foreign country. So often when you have a document that needs to be legally enforceable in another country, it has to go through a process called authentication and legalization. It's a fairly complex uh, process, and what we do is we work with clients to help them understand the requirements of each country and then make sure that they've got their documents well prepared. And then, of course, we help bring them through the process. The process can normally take anywhere from five to eight weeks. We can, working with clients, we get that down to sometimes as little as two or three days. Wow, that's great. Five to eight weeks to two to three days? Amazing. Well, it, it, part of it is making sure that the client has the documents prepared properly because one of the worst things that happens is that you send your documents into a foreign embassy to have them legalized, and the embassy will often send them back um, not processed, not legalized, and not tell you why. So that can cause a lot of delays. Um, as well, the standard process for getting it through the Federal Government of Canada and through embassies, um, it's quite a lengthy process when you mail or courier your documents in. And what we do is we go in in person. I mean, that gives our clients two things. First of all, they know where the documents are at all times because we give them emails to update. But also by going in in person, we make sure that they're done right away and that they're done, they're done correctly. So yeah, we find it's a real advantage for our clients to get them done quickly. But the other thing is it's a real advantage to take away the frustration and getting the documents done wrong. So then I guess my next question to you, do you only work with Canadian companies or do you work with foreign companies and work within the embassies in Canada? Because I know you're situated in Canada. So how does that kind of work? Right. So we only deal with the embassies uh, and consulates that are located in Canada, but we do serve clients from around the world. So, for example, if you were in Iraq and um, you had a document that was a, um, a commercial contract, um, and that needed to be authenticated and legalized in order to be enforceable in Iraq. 
you would talk to us. We would make sure those Canadian documents are then taken through Global Affairs Canada and through the Embassy of Iraq, and then we return them to you. So probably about, a, I would say, a quarter to a third of our clients are, in fact, located overseas, uh, but we only deal with documents going to uh, embassies and consulates located in Canada. Okay. All right. Understood. So then what documents do companies need to be aware of that will require authentication and legalization before import or export? Well, first off, I would say that it's really important for you to find out from your partner internationally which of their documents require this to be done because there's nothing worse than than sending your documents overseas only for them to tell you that, no, I'm sorry, they're not authenticated and legalized. We have to start all over again. So the first step is make sure you talk to your international partners because generally any document that needs to be enforceable, uh, legally enforceable in another country, they tend to have to go through this. As far as types of documents, it's everything from certificates of origin, uh, good manufacturing practices, uh, medical device licenses, uh, establishment of a business, power of attorney. So again, any document that needs to be enforceable in another country. Basically, here's what happens to a document. You, you could write, you could print one up in your basement. Um, and send that overseas, and they would say, well, we don't know whether this is this has any legal standing. So when we're taking it through this process, what happens is the document is, first of all, recognized by the government of Canada as being legally valid, and that's called authentication. Then that, that document with the stamp of the government of Canada is taken to the embassy of the destination country. They recognize the stamp of the government of Canada authenticating the document, and they're, therefore... They then stamp the document, and then the document is now legalized. So it's like setting up a chain of custody. You go from yourself, it's endorsed by the Government of Canada, it's endorsed by the foreign embassy, it's now enforceable in the court of that country of destination. Okay, and then why is it so important for companies to authenticate and legalize their international documents? Mostly because... Uh, other countries have this as a requirement, and yet they don't really make it uh, well known to to uh, uh, to their foreign partners that it needs to be authenticated. So, the reason this is important is that um, Canada we're moving much more towards electronic documents, electronic formats. But for the vast majority of people working around the world, they still use paper documents. So it's important to have your document meet the requirements of the foreign country in order for it to be enforceable. So again, for example, let's say you have a commercial contract, something goes wrong, um, you need to go to a foreign court in order to, uh, to have some kind of action. The court will look at it and say, well, what documents do you have to support uh, your claim that there was a legal contract? If those documents are not authenticated and legalized, the foreign court will just look at this and say, it looks like Sarah printed this up in her basement. It has no legal standing. So it's really important, again, to understand from your partners in order for your documents, whether it's a professional certification, whether it's a contract, whether it's a, a license to establish your business, it's really important that those documents are allowed to be enforced in a court in a foreign country, and therefore they have to be authenticated and legalized. Yeah, so I get that. I guess there's a lot of ramifications um, for these specific documents if you don't get them authenticated or legalized. Like, I'm 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 thinking, you know, delay in shipment. But I'm I'm guessing that there's a lot more larger ramifications. Maybe some penalties of some kind, or so it's monetary, or or what kind of you know what what kind of ramifications can companies uh, foresee if they don't comply? 
Well, some of the biggest ramifications for countries, uh, for companies are delays. So if you have, for example, a power of attorney, which you have uh, entrusted somebody in a foreign country to work on your behalf, if that person does not actually have a legal right to do so because the documents saying that person is now a power of attorney are not authenticated and legalized, anything that person agrees to, you have to go back to square one and you're going to have to, you lose a lot of time. Mm. Or, of course, some penalties because if you have a contract to deliver a shipment at a particular time, if the documents that support that shipment, for example, a medical license, is not authenticated and legalized, when your shipment arrives in the other country, it may not be received because it doesn't have, it may have the documents from a Canadian perspective, but it doesn't have documents that are admissible in that country because they've not been authenticated and legalized. So there certainly are some penalties for non-performance. There certainly are a number of delays. But more importantly is that you're working with partners overseas and they look to you to make sure that you've got everything lined up properly. You may have everything lined up properly. All the paperwork is done in front of you. But without these official stamps of the government of Canada and the government of the destination country, it could very well be that those those papers are, quite frankly, not worth the paper they're printed on. So there's a lot of cost with regards to penalties, a lot of cost with regards to delays and, and, and times. But most importantly, I think it's a lot of cost for when you're working with partners because they work in systems where they understand the documents need to have these kinds of seals on them. Unfortunately, not everybody in Canada makes sure that that's done before they ship material overseas or before they sign uh, large contracts. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So I guess, you know, different costs all the way around depending on depending on what you're looking at. I mean, if you're not going to receive the shipment into the country, I mean, that means it's got to, you've paid for the transit and now you've got to pay for it to turn around and come back. Exactly. So maybe use an example of if you are shipping a health product overseas. Uh, you may have uh, everything in place. Uh, you ship the product overseas. Medicine has arrived. It, it's sitting there waiting to be picked up. But if they can't pick up that medicine and use it in their health system in that country because the supporting documentation proving that medicine was produced in a facility that is recognized as meeting certain international standards around manufacturing processes, well, yeah, you ship something overseas and it's waiting to be used but nobody can use it because the regulatory authority in the other country won't allow it in because the documents have not been authenticated and legalized. Yeah, and if there's a shelf life on that product, you're not only losing the transportation, but you're also losing the cost of the product to manufacture. So, Absolutely. We, look at, uh, we do a lot of work with companies that are shipping agricultural products overseas that have a certain, uh, certain shelf life to them, uh, certainly medicals and pharmaceutical products. Um, the, anything that is time sensitive, we've actually even had some people who are dealing with everything from, uh, from pets to other kinds of loved animals that they're shipping overseas. And they need to make sure that when those animals arrive in the other country, they can be very quickly brought into, you know, brought into whatever system they're part of. Well, you don't want to have them, those, those animals sitting on the dock because the paperwork, while it's completed, has not been authenticated and legalized. That's going to cost everybody. Absolutely, and those poor animals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in fact, we, we we were very surprised that we found a lot of clients uh, that are actually bringing their pets overseas or show animals, um, everything from circuses to shows uh, that are bringing animals over. There's a real uh, time constraint on on any kinds of delays involving live animals, and obviously they can't wait an extra you know three or four weeks while you get the paperwork done right. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So I guess I just want to ask you a question because, I mean, 
some companies, some, some supply chain professionals might not even know where to start or even just to figure out if they're, they're doing the right thing or, or on the right path or maybe some of their documentation needs to be authenticated and, and legalized and they just don't know that yet. So could they come to you and International Documents Canada and just sort of say, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. Can you guys give us some advice as to whether we're doing it right or if we need to, you know, start implementing this process? Absolutely. We're happy to. And, and uh, one of the real strengths of our company uh, is that we do provide advice to clients to make sure that they're on the right path and that every step along the way they're, they're doing it right. Now, what we would do is we would probably advise the company to be in touch with their partner or recipient and ask whether or not um, the documents that they need, that they must have along with the shipment, um, have to be authenticated and legalized. Sometimes the partner will know. Sometimes we could just tell because if, for example, you have a commercial invoice and it's for a shipment going to Iraq, we can tell you the commercial invoices in Iraq need to be through this process. Then what we do is we can tell you, and, and I think this is the real value added of our companies, we can tell you what the specific, specific requirements are for that country. Every country has different requirements for different types of documents. Somebody may say, I need a full signature. Some, some might say, I need an initial. But the signature needs to be on the back of the page versus the front. Some may say the documents need to be translated. Some have to have something called a certified translation. So because every country has different rules for the documents they will accept, um, that's where we come in. And we can not only help you figure out, do my documents need to go through this process, but more importantly, what are the requirements of my document to go through the process? So, for example, we recently had a client that was shipping some material to Libya, and we had to inform the client that the contract needed to be translated into Arabic and that it needed to be a certified translation that needed to be notarized, authenticated, and legalized. Well, the client had no idea, and they were about to do a shipment over to Libya, and they would have found out either while the goods were on their way or when they arrived that this paperwork was not done, and honestly, it takes a little bit of time to get a translation. So we're really happy to work with clients ahead of time to identify what documents needed, but more importantly, what are the specific requirements for the specific country that they're being sent to. Yeah, and that takes me into the next point. Um, but before we get there, I just another point that sort of keeps coming up for me is now that we're in such a you know a tech-savvy economy, um, it's even whether they'll accept electronic signatures. Um, imagine, right? Exactly, and, and, and we're finding that um, a lot of companies that are deal, used to dealing with North American partners, um, they're very used to electronic signatures and electronic documents. But unfortunately, most of the rest of the world is still on paper. So uh, you may find that they'll say, great, you know, send me a document with electronic signature, but I want a hard copy to follow up. Well, that hard copy, again, it may seem like Sarah printed this in her basement. How do they know that's not the case? It's because the document is authenticated and legalized by both the government of Canada and the recipient country. So often, uh, even to back up electronic commerce, you need hard copies of paper, and those hard copies generally need to go through this process. Hmm, interesting. So then you talk about specific countries. So are there any that are kind of on your radar that companies must keep an eye on? Well, in, in all countries have this as a requirement, so it's important to understand what each country's requirements are. But there certainly are some countries that have, uh, let's say, higher bars that the documents have to go through. 
So when we look at countries like um, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, um, Jordan, these are all countries that we watch very closely because they tend to have more rules around their documents and they tend to change some of the rules on, the, on, on what they'll accept and not necessarily notify everybody. Um, and so for us, it's really important that we work very closely with them to make sure that if there are any rule or requirement changes that we let our clients know right away. But I would say it's important to, to keep an eye on every country because at the end of the day, if, you're, if your documents are not acceptable, it doesn't, it doesn't matter which country they're for. All countries have this as a process. But I would say that countries, uh, particularly Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, um, Iraq and Jordan, those are the ones that we find their requirements are, let's say, more onerous or more demanding than a lot of other countries, and therefore it's really important to work directly with them. Interesting. So do you have any myths behind international documents? Like is there a lot of, is there some, some myths out there that, that people may, might believe that, that really aren't true and could get them into trouble? Um, yeah, maybe a couple of them. And, and you actually alluded to one earlier, which is around electronic signatures. I think a lot of people are so used today to having e-commerce drive their business, they forget that the rest of the world is actually still paper-driven. And so, you know, in Canada, we look at it and say, oh, well, this is pretty easy. I'll send over my electronic signature. I'll send over a contract and everything will be good. In the other country, you have several layers of bureaucracy waiting for a piece of paper to arrive so they can stamp it and, sign it and, 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 uh, and initial it. So I think one of the myths is that the world has gone paperless. It hasn't. Most of the world still operates on paper. I think a second one is that there's a, there's a bit of a myth that um, it's easy to find out what another country's uh, requirements are simply by calling the embassy. And unfortunately, in many cases, the embassies um, they're there to, uh, you know, promote trade, they're there to promote tourism, but they're not that well versed on the legal requirements even of their own system. So, um, some companies will simply call the embassy and say, what is my requirement for X document? The embassy will say, it's this. When in fact, reality for that specific type of document, you needed to go to somebody who actually understands, for example, the pharmaceutical industry in the recipient country. So I think one of the myths is that you can simply make a call and find this out. In fact, what you have to do is you have to dig a little deeper, identify the type of document and the country, and then make sure that for the regulatory authority in that country, you've actually met the requirements. So we think of it in terms of if you were bringing something into Canada, if you contacted the government of Canada and said, what do I need? They may say, well, it's a commercial invoice. You need this. Then you find out the commercial invoice is for a health product. In fact, what you should have done is contact Health Canada and find out what they require. So I think that's, that's another one of the myths is that this is something that you can just sort of solve with a phone call. Um, it sometimes takes a, lo a lot more digging than that. I think the, the, the only other sort of myth that I would point to um, is that this is something that it can be overlooked or this is something that we can deal with this later. And we found a lot of people are delaying getting the proper paperwork authenticated and legalized until the very last minute. And unfortunately, um, if you do that, the entire process of shipping your product overseas can face a, basically a brick wall and be stopped because the paperwork is not, not being done. It's one of the things that drives our business, in fact, is a lot of companies will call us and say, we've left this to the last minute because we just thought it was just paperwork. 
Well, in fact, they found out that everything has now been stopped and they need us to make sure that things are done very quickly so they can restart or, or continue in the process of shipping overseas. So I think that's another one that it's quote unquote just paperwork. Um, it's something that can actually, it, it's a minor, it's a minor problem that can cause huge problems down the line for everybody. Yeah, and not only, I mean, I hate to use the word blacklisted. I don't think anybody would maybe get blacklisted, but they'd definitely be taken a look at by the country, uh, I think, a little bit more often, too, um, if they're importing with the wrong paperwork. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you have uh, officials in any government are kind of the same. They want to be helpful, and they want to make sure things are done properly and done quickly. But if you don't follow the rules and you become one of the, let's say, problem children, um, you're right. Countries will look at your company much more closely, look at maybe even more of your paperwork than they otherwise would have because you're not meeting the requirements that they've set out in their own country. So you're right. It is a problem that you don't want to be on anybody's bad side. Now, the converse is also true. If all your documents are done quickly and properly, um, the embassies love it, and and often when we go in, we get our documents done first because they know that we've worked with the client to make sure that they meet all the requirements of that specific country. Right, right, right. Okay, so you've already given us an example of when a company overlooked to do it, to do this. Um, why don't you give us an example and key benefits of when a company has done it right the first time? Sure. Um, you know, we recently had a company that was um, trying to bring something into uh, um, the Ukraine that was a medical device, and they found that dealing with the government in the Ukraine, uh, they had a lot of questions. They were very nervous. They weren't sure about the Canadian supplier. And when the company approached them and said, by the way, we understand the documentation you need, and we've made sure that it's all done, and the documentation was authenticated, was legalized. Uh, the embassy here was very happy that they got the documents in time, they processed them. Well, then what happens in the recipient country is they go, oh, so you've made sure that all the, all, all the right uh, things are checked off on the list in order to make this run smoothly. Well, I found out later they were going up against a competitor who, in fact, didn't do all of that. And so what happened, the Ukrainian government said, well, we like this company because they've dotted all the I's, they've crossed all the T's, all the documents are done properly, and they kind of sailed through, whereas the other company became a little bit of, as, as we talked before, a bit of a problem child, and they weren't, al- they weren't able to access the market as quickly as their competitor were simply because they didn't have the documents in proper shape. Awesome. So it gave them kind of a competitive edge, which is amazing because you don't even think that this correlates to sales. No, exactly. And it's, I, I think often, uh, companies will look at it and say, we've made a sale. We've got our product. It's en route. It's all good to go. But the paperwork doesn't support it. And when you can go to any other country and say, we've made sure everything's taken care of, then often that country will look at you and say, great, let's sail you through because you're a good, you're a good partner. We like you. Now I'm going to use the rest of my day to work with the, work with the problem children. So it is a real competitive advantage to make sure that there is no hassle and no extra work or the regulatory agents on the other end of, on the other end of the transaction. Mm, it makes the customer or the new client or, or customer um, just feel that much more safe and secure uh, with the transaction, which is always important. So, um, what is next for International Documents Canada? 
Well, right now, the biggest problem we have is letting people know that this is a service that's available to them. And so I'm spending time with you. I'm spending time with uh, working, obviously, with the Canadian manufacturers and exporters, uh, working with the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, working with a number of partners to try to make sure that we can provide information out to the industry to say, don't get caught uh, by not having your documents done properly. This is something that can cause you a lot of unnecessary delays and costs. Um, and so what we're going to be doing over the next year is making sure that we can reach out to even more people to say, here's what we do. We're here to help. Call us if you need advice or information, even if you're not going to be one of our clients. We're still happy to help because we think that by offering our assistance and providing information, when you do need someone to help you, you'll probably call us back. So for the next year, we'll be continuing what we're doing, uh, which is putting out information about how we can help. Um, we are certainly monitoring uh, all the changes in requirements for every country, and we're spending more time getting that information out to our clients so that they have it ahead of time so they can make sure the documents are prepared properly. And, of course, uh, we're hoping to continue to grow our company and, and expand into new areas. So we're doing a lot more work this year on issues related to security clearance requirements, which is becoming much a much broader requirement across the world that they want to make sure that Security documents supporting trade are done properly. Um, we also are noticing that um, standards are becoming more and more of a non-tariff barrier. And so uh, the ability to certify your products or your processes against a particular standard and having the documents to support that ready, that's another area where we see growing because it's a, it's a growing international problem. And we know by having your documents done right, you can help avoid that problem. So that's kind of where we see growing in the next year. Awesome. Well, we're excited to see what happens and where, where you take it. There you have it, listeners. Make sure your documents are in order or it could be very costly to your business or bottom line. Thank you to Dan for coming on the show. Dan and his team have put together a free download with more information about the topic just for our listeners. So check it out at twobabestalksupplychain.com forward slash episode dash 64 and make sure to visit them at their website which is idocscanada.ca so I-D-O-C-S-C-A-N-A-D-A dot C-A and make sure to connect with Dan on LinkedIn. Thanks so much Dan for coming on the show. Thanks Sarah. Well, listeners, next week is extra special. It is part one of our Women in Supply Chain series, and we are kicking it off with Ellen Voix, founder of Women in Trucking. We are going to be talking women in leadership and why mentorship is important. Remember to subscribe to us and rate us on iTunes so others can find us. And thank you so much for listening. And also remember, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z dot com to be one of the first to know about a top secret project I am working on. Have an amazing day, everyone. And remember, ship happens. <laughs>